Let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Always Child podcast. I'm Ansley. And I'm Cheyenne. And today we have super special guest with us, one of my best friends of all time. Riley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited to be here. I mean, she is such a mentor to me. Like she has meant the world to me. She's helped me out of so many different moments in life and seasons. So I'm super Stop. grateful. I'm really excited to get to talk with you because your journey started back in high school, right? Yes. Um, yes. With trying to cut ties with those toxic mm-hmm. things. And so um, we're just going to sort of let you lead because I'm excited to, to hear about your story. Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited to even have the opportunity to be in a position where I can share like my journey and, and things, which hasn't always been the case. There's definitely been a fear factor involved in like talking about things. And I feel like that is mm-hmm. a part of a healing journey in the essence of it as well. So I'm very thankful, mm-hmm. very thankful. Well, we're happy that you're here. here. So, yeah. I definitely understand that fear, yeah, though, sure. fear of, like, you know, you don't want to, there's a few factors in it. It's like you don't want to give Christ a bad name. Like, as a Christian, it's like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, what if my past, like, makes people think that I'm not trustworthy now or things like that, or then just the fear of people thinking less of you or um, bringing mm-hmm. it back up in your own mind and be like, man, I can't believe I, I do that all the time. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like, I can't believe I was there. Yes. 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 Shame. We'll talk about that for sure. Yeah. So before I even start, I just want to like touch on the idea of um, how easy it can be to, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't say to be hypocritical, but for us as Christians to come off that way when we talk about our past, because I feel like people who are still in the midst of struggling with a certain sin habit or something like if you say oh I used to do this but I don't do that anymore well that would be a lie coming from me for one because like just because you surrender your life to Jesus doesn't mean that sin just disappears like the hold of sin is gone like Jesus broke the chains of sin and shame and all of those things but that doesn't mean that we still don't fall into temptation and so for anyone listening that might um, have had a past or, well, everyone has a past for sure. But if you've struggled with something and you feel like you're, you've surrendered it to the Lord, but you might still be struggling, like that doesn't disqualify you any more than anything else. So just want to start with that. But to jump right in to my story, beginning prior to my junior year of high school, um, to preface, I am the oldest of three, and I grew up in church and was always really involved in the youth group and things like that. And I guess people really looked up to me in my walk with Christ. And so I feel like that put a lot of pressure on my walk with the Lord and just and how I felt about myself because I am a perfectionist. Um, and I feel like that feeds into all aspects of my life, being an athlete, being an, a student, just all the things. And so when I started struggling with this sin habit, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm a fraud. Like I can't talk to people about this like like I'm just, I'm not who I say I am and I'm so full of shame. But basically prior to my junior year, I started struggling with things online and consuming things that were not good for my spiritual journey with the Lord. And I knew that they were bad. I knew that I shouldn't be looking at these things. And I felt a lot of guilt and shame, especially just coming from a standpoint of being a woman. I feel like a lot of females just don't really talk about struggling with sexual desire, but it's such a real thing across all platforms. And so 
didn't tell anyone about it because I was just so full of shame and fear. And just like you said, Ansley, like, what what will people think of me? Like, I don't want to talk about that. It's so scary. But so I walked in that for my entire junior year of high school, didn't tell a single soul um, and just hid, hid from the Lord, hid from my family, hid from my friends and just essentially like couldn't stand myself. Like I was so disappointed in myself. Um, but through the act of finally getting vulnerable with the Lord, finally allowing myself to, you know what, Jesus knows my heart and I just have to be honest with him. Like I just have to, I like Jesus, I need to meet you and and get real about what I'm dealing with. Like, I know that you know about it already. Like, that's why I've been running from you. But to actually acknowledge where I'm at and really discuss the nitty gritty and the uncomfortable things. And to my surprise, of course, the Lord met me with open arms and I just fell back in love with the man of Jesus and, um, the beauty of his redeeming love. And it's crazy because like just fear, like I'm reading a book right now by John Mark Comer called live no lies. And it's all about like how the devil can lead us to believe so many things where there's truth in those things, but they're twisted. So like the truth was I was dealing with this sin and it was bad, but the lie was that Jesus didn't love me because of it. And I was, and I was believing that because like, yes, what I was in sin, but that doesn't mean that the Lord couldn't fix that or redeem that. And, and when I finally realized, okay, I'm, I'm believing lies in my heart, that was when things changed. And so I let the Lord come in and I, it was in April, I think it was April 16th of 2020. Yes. Because it was during COVID quarantine and which was terrible for my mindset because like everybody knows how it was like, you're locked in your house. You're not spending time with your friends. Um, and I was just really deep in some mental instability topped with all of the other things that I was dealing with, um, sin wise. And so just not a healthy time period. And so finally, when I got on my knees with the Lord, it was great. It was so good. But of course there was still like, okay, I need to invite other people into this because if there's one thing that Christians have to remember is that we cannot walk by ourselves. We have to be rooted in community. The the first step is to be vulnerable with God and then get vulnerable with people. Like we have to invite other people into our walk with us and that's where accountability comes in. And if I hadn't found a mentor who was older than me, there's this wonderful woman who I'll shout out named Abigail and she absolutely just... She helped me so much because she was a listening ear who was non-judgmental, and she had a strong rela- relationship with the Lord. Um, and she was older than me too, so it was really cool to just walk alongside her and allow her to point me back to the gospel and point me back to the word and point me back to the truth and not the lies that I was still wrestling with. Because I feel like if we let it, shame will follow yeah. us for a really long time. Um, and I still deal with that today. Like every day, it's take up your cross daily. Like the Bible says in Luke 9, 23, um, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And that's like, that's what Jesus says. Like we have to crucify our sin every single day, just choosing the Lord every morning when I wake up. And that's not to say that I haven't messed up since, like that's part of being human. But the difference now, um, the difference now is that when I slip up after having um, surrender to the Lord. I was rebaptized in January of this year, so we're almost at a year now. Me too. No way. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. Of this year? Yeah. In January? January. What day? That would be wild if it's on the same oh day. Oh, my God. January 30th? I thought you were about to say January 3rd because mine was on January 3rd. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Biblical birthdays. So fun. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> love that (laughs) that is so fun yes so almost at a year now which is really cool but it's like I am now free from shame Mm -hmm. so like just like I said like you may not be free from sin in its entirety because Mm -hmm. sin is a human thing right but when I slip up now it's not me running from God it's me immediately Lord like come back into my heart I repent of this like Mm -hmm. I love you more than I love the sin and then the shame has to flee Mm -hmm. like when we speak the name of Jesus like the devil has to flee. Like right. we aren't trapped in darkness. We aren't trapped in guilt. And I don't know if y'all listening can hear the smile on my face, but it's like, it's just so beautiful. It's just such a, a real thing when you know that like Jesus covered you. That took a while after accepting the Lord into my heart to really mm-hmm. process that freedom from, from sin and from shame, yeah. from guilt, from, you know, I, I struggled with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. that were probably stemmed somewhat from the sin that I was mm-hmm. involved in. And, man, to just realize, man, I was free. Like I'm free that mm-hmm. some days I still have to process that and remember because it's like the world sort of wants you to forget. Satan definitely wants you yeah. to forget that you're free and mm-hmm. that the Lord has covered you and rescued you and brought you out and is bringing you into a new thing. He's mm-hmm. creating you into a new thing. God could have just snapped his fingers and it was all done overnight, but it, it didn't. And I think yeah. we see that a lot. Like there's a lot of process that goes into newness and creation mm-hmm. that doesn't end with us. Like that is what God does with us is a journey. And some people have those miraculous tra- transformations that happen overnight. And that's so cool. But I think more times we see that it is a process and that it, it takes work and it feels hard sometimes. And we feel like, man, I'm not doing as well as I was a couple months ago. And we have those highs and those lows and that shame does definitely try to sneak back in. You know, it takes me back to that story in the Bible where the father had those two sons and the son, he, he gathered up his inheritance and he went out and he left his family to go and waste his life away, totally rejected the father and what his father had done for him. And he, he wanted to live life his way and do things his way. And then once he realized that it, it didn't satisfy him. And so he went back home with his head to, like held to the ground. As soon as his father saw him, he went out and met him where he was. And that's what the father does for each one of us. It doesn't matter what you've done. Sin and, and the enemy will use sin to, to make you think that you are too far gone. But that's not the case. That's a lie. Yeah. The father is ready and he has open arms. He just wants you to look up. He pursues us. He never stops pursuing us. It took me so long to get over myself enough to let the Lord have me back. And I think I I wasted so much time. I wasted so much time sitting in fear and sitting in the sin and sitting in the shame and just terrified of what the Lord was going to think or what my parents were going to think or what my youth pastor was going to think. And it just prevented me from the grace of God because all of these things are available to us, the Lord's mercy, the Lord's grace, the Lord's love, the Lord's redemption. But if we don't accept them, we can put our hands on the wheel to like head that way, we're not going to gain access to it. And I don't want to confuse that with like, you have to earn the Lord's grace. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that Jesus is there with open arms. Jesus is there with open arms, but you have to choose to allow yourself to 
walk in that. Um, and so I just want to encourage anyone who is terrified that it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be worried, but you can do hard things and the Lord is bigger than anything that you've ever walked through through. And that doesn't matter if it's something that you did or something that someone did to you. Fear has no authority in the name of Jesus. Like shame has no power in the presence of God. And all you have to do is just get vulnerable with the Lord. Let it happen. Let it hurt. Let it be scary. But that's where growth comes from. For me, it was, I was, I thought I needed to fix it all before I approached God about it. Like, okay, I'm better now. Like, can you can you op- open your mm-hmm. arms? Can you open your kingdom to me now? I've I've made myself better, and man, I couldn't do it by myself. No, and I was there too. And it's like, how can I make myself look good enough for God? And I feel like that falls back into the perfectionist thing. Yeah, like I want to be presentable, mm-hmm. but like Jesus wasn't presentable when he was being crucified on the cross. Right. Like he was at his lowest, and that was sufficient for everyone mm-hmm. to be safe from sin so it's yeah. like we don't have to look the part he he already knows what we're up to he already knows where our heart is what what's going through our mind and even our actions you know he knows yeah. all of it he just wants us to talk to him about it mm-hmm. I, I had someone ask me the other day you know how do you know that God's talking to you I said because I talked to him yeah. like I the fact that I talked to him about it is why he's going to respond to me. Sometimes he will he'll speak out when you're you're like I'm not going to talk to him. Sometimes he'll he'll speak out anyways, but I do know 100% if you speak to him about an issue or a question or a thought, he will get back to you. Yeah. He's going to he's going to speak. He's going to move. And it may not be in the way that you expect. I wanted him to change his laws. I was like, okay, God, I know you're real. And I want to be on good terms with you. Can you just remove that from the Bible? And I literally <laughs> waited for a while. I was waiting for it to remove itself from the Bible, I swear. And uh, he, it was just, he wanted better for me. Mm-hmm. I thought, he just wants to control me. He doesn't want me to experience life. That's what Satan wants us to believe. Mm-hmm. No, he wants better for us. And the things that we seek after that are not in his will and in his plan or even in the order of how he wants us to do it. It's like, I have better for you. There's better, there's better way. And we're like, no, just do it my way. And, and it hurts. It does. It messes, it it messes things up. Yeah. Um, most of all, it oftentimes hurts us. You were talking about, you know, God, he's not withholding from you and Satan will make you think that, I mean, that's where sin entered the world. He made Eve, he convinced Eve that God was withholding from them. He was withholding this power. And he said, if God was so loving, why is he withholding from you? Like, why are you not getting access to the power that he has? And Eve's like, you know what? There might be something that I'm missing out on and God's just not wanting to give it to me. So that's when sin entered the world is when, you know, she chose to believe that God was withholding from her and not giving giving her the access to everything Mm -hmm. that she thought that she needed. It's not that God is withholding. He's protecting. There's so much that we don't need. We think that we need access to, but we don't. We can't fathom the understanding that he has. And so we've got to make room in our hearts. That means weeding out the sins, weeding out the temptations and the, the bad toxic traits that we have in order to make room for him we demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ yeah which means we have the power to take captive those thoughts thought leads to action Mm -hmm. and if you can take hold of that thought and redirect it towards christ you're going to see those actions start to go away if you're wanting to get rid of toxic traits be vulnerable with god 
find an accountability partner, mm-hmm. which is so important. Capture every thought. That was so hard for me yeah. at the beginning of my journey. And it, it's gotten better and, and still sometimes I struggle. But to capture every thought, you don't even realize, at least I didn't at the beginning, I didn't even realize the thoughts that I was having. I didn't know that they were existent. And when I started to notice them, when I started to see in God's word that they don't belong in my head, they don't belong there, they're intrusive, it is not what God wants for me. I was like, wow, like this is what's been going through my mind for all these years. And to catch those things and redirect them, to catch those lies, man, it transformed my mind and my heart, my relationship with God. And it changed my behavior over Mm -hmm. time. It it took a while. um, And I, again, I still struggle, but to capture every thought and turn it towards Mm -hmm. Christ, you will stop the action before it happens and you'll see better things come. I know for some people, they struggle with things like um, alcohol and, and substance abuse. And for some people, even that sexual sin can be addictive. And there's um, a Christ-centered recovery. I don't know if either one of you have heard of it, but it's called Celebrate Recovery. And they sort of walk with you through those steps of holding accountability with each other. Mm. And not it's not a place of judgment, but to just have that place where you can voice what's going on and it's a safe place there's power in releasing it and acknowledging where you are and what you're struggling with therapy i'm a huge advocate for some therapy (laughs) (laughs) um there are christ-based therapists out there i've been to a a, i'll say a worldly therapist and she dismissed a lot of the things that i was feeling convicted about Mm. well and that makes your healing process more difficult right when you know that you're trying to line up with god yeah it's like yeah i feel convicted about this oh well you shouldn't have to that's just something you were raised in no i feel convicted about this no matter what you tell me no matter how much i try to rewire my mind around it Mm -hmm. I feel bad about this well and I think that also really can just apply to anything in a worldly aspect like with the in the world that we live in like society is going to tell you that things are fine just like the snake in the garden told Eve that it was fine Mm -hmm. like and and that's the kicker because like if you let doubt into your heart it's not that bad like I don't have to tell somebody about it or or it's okay if I just just lie like one more time or it's okay if I just take one more sip or I can just look at it one more time and then I I won't need to anymore the devil wants you to do that because when you allow him to sway you like you have to find solid ground and the speaking the name of the Lord and then the being with an accountability partner, like I had a wise friend tell me once, you speak the name of the Lord and the devil has to flee. When you're taking every thought captive, I love that verse. I love that you read that verse, mm-hmm. love. If you're having thoughts and you know that you need to make them stop, like literally speak the name of Jesus. When I was in the process of, okay, I'm ready to quit. Like I've gotten honest with the Lord. I've gotten honest with people. Like, but how do I stop? It was just like you said, it starts with thoughts. Mm-hmm. And if I could sit down and have a verse on hand ready to apply, or if I could sit down and just like start journaling about exactly what I'm feeling mm-hmm. or just part a big part for me was like get up from where you're sitting like mm-hmm. get up from the place that you're in I know something for me was like let's go get in the car and let's go drive mm-hmm. and let's go listen to some worship music or something like that you yes. know or let's go on a run or let mm-hmm. just something to occupy your mind distraction's yeah. really cool it's a gift <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I used to struggle with uh intoxication like mm-hmm. all the time pretty much daily and it was hard to get out of that habit because that's what it became. It was just a mm-hmm. habit. It was what my identity was wrapped up in. Like, you know, who am I without this and where else do I go? Like I, I was, I was un- uncomfortable being at home because of how much more I was at a bar. 
I was uncomfortable being by mm. myself because of how comfortable I was being around strangers who were all wasted. And they didn't know what you were dealing with. Right. They yeah. they didn't they had no idea. So for a while I would drive, I'd be driving and I'd be listening to worship music and I'd still pull up at a bar and God would speak. I would park and it would be something like, Go home. Like I don't know, there's in the yeah. lyrics, you know, and he's like, Okay, um, no, no, you know, I'll just let this song end and it'll probably sound it's just a coincidence. And then the next one would come on and it's like listen to me I have better for you it's like yes. just in the lyrics is, is wild um and it was like I would either have to uncrank my car and literally ignore the voice of God mm-hmm. that is trying to come through or I can put my car in reverse and I can go back home and thank him and worship him for the fact that he wants that closeness with mm-hmm. me and wants to speak to me when I was falling back into my yep. old patterns yep. and he's like I've brought you this far like you're not in this alone. You're mm-hmm. not walking this by yourself. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to remind you. Mm-hmm. Man, worship music. I'm I'm a big big advocate for music anyways, but yes. <laughs> worship music also helps with that renewing your mind concept yep. because it fills your mind with the truth, especially for those dealing with negative thoughts yeah. and shame and guilt. It will transform your mind it mm-hmm. just reminds you even if it's background music it's it's subconsciously rewiring those negative thoughts mm-hmm. uh, and so that definitely important and get plugged into a church yeah find somebody i know for a lot of people maybe you've wandered away from the church and you're struggling with these traits behaviors and habits and things like that and you're like i don't even i don't even belong in a church. You do. I promise. There is yep. one out there for you. There's there might be three or four out there for you that yeah. you will experience at different times in your life. But pray about it and mm-hmm. at first it might be uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie. I was very uncomfortable the first time I went back into a church and yet I could feel the presence of God. Yeah. And that was sort of uncomfortable. I was like, mm. I I don't know if I deserve to feel that. I don't know if I deserve to feel that welcome. I don't know that I should tell anyone here about what I'm going through or what I've been struggling with. And now I feel like I have this freedom that God accepts me. He, he saw me at a dark place and Mm -hmm. he brought me out of it. And I should have no fear talking to people about it because he has done an incredible work in my life and he loves me. Mm -hmm. And that's where my identity is found. Not in what, even church people think about me. So I'm not going to be afraid to talk about the traits that God has rescued me from. Ooh, preach on it. Yes. I just got a little heated just uh-huh. there. I feel like I just drank a <laughs> cup of coffee. God. That was a word. That was a word. That There's like word. tears welling up in my eyes. <laughs> that was a word. <laughs> I love that y'all both touched t- yeah. at different times touched on like the fact that you're, you were worried. Yeah. And I mean, I've been there too. Like where we're worried about, you know, how are we going to let people know, especially the ones that are close to us? Like, yes, what are they going to think mm-hmm. of us? And, and their mindset's going to change. They're not going to have as much respect for us. And I heard, I, I, I wish I could remember who told me this, but I can't. You can, wor- you can waste your time worrying about what people are going to think, or you can turn it around and you can think, how is God going to use this to impact and yes. change so many lives yes. of people who are struggling with something similar? And how many people are going to be touched by what God has done in our lives when we've struggled with those things and how he's turned what the enemy meant for evil mm-hmm. into something beautiful? We can sit around and we can worry, okay, all these people are going to like think so horribly of me, or we can change that. 
you know, rewire mm-hmm. your mind and think God's going to handle this. God is yep. going to change what the enemy meant for evil. And he's going to make something beautiful out of this. And he's going to make this part of my testimony. And that's a promise like in the word, mm-hmm. like, um, when you were saying that I, keep hearing the song by elevation that talks about that, but it is, it is in the Bible. And, um, like when the Lord promises something like it's going to come to pass. And, um, that's definitely something that I had to lean into the, well, what are people going to think of me? Well, no, like, how am I, how's the Lord going to use this? And a prime example of that happening for me was so beautiful. But this past summer at the exact same place that me and Cheyenne met, whoop, whoop, FCA cross country camp, everybody come out. It's a great time. Um, I got the opportunity to be a huddle leader this past summer. And during one of our huddle times where I was just one-on-one with my um, sweetie girls who I love, and I hope some of them might listen to this, but I was just being honest about where the things that I dealt with and, Mm -hmm. and my testimony and everything that I talked about today. And, and I remember before we went to bed, one of the girls pulled me aside and she was like, thank you so much for like talking about that because I've been dealing with the same thing and I've just been so scared and I didn't know other girls dealt with it too. Mm -hmm. The Lord just blew me out of the water in that moment because I would have given anything for someone to had talked to me about it when I was going through it, Um, for someone to have been offering a safe space and to be vulnerable with where they were at. Um, And I was in a unique situation just because it was a lot of during the COVID time and I wasn't getting to be around people. But I just felt so blessed to be able to talk to her about that. And uh, all of the glory goes to the Lord. Like, he will use your story yes. to bless other people. I love that. A lot of people are afraid to be vulnerable, yeah. yet they seek it. Mm-hmm. They seek it from other people and seek a safe place. And as you mentioned, with healing comes that comfortability with being vulnerable and allowing God to use you and move you and knowing that I'm still not perfect, but thankfully... Mm-hmm. Jesus did that for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still welcome. And man, that is hard to remember sometimes, but so beautiful to share. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we share it, we, it reminds ourselves about it. It just like, oh yeah, that's for me too. Like mm-hmm. the love and the mercy and the grace that I'm telling you about, it's for me as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is just so beautiful. So just to close this out before we finish up, I just wanted to read a verse in Romans that I feel like just kind of puts a bow on everything we've been talking about, but it's Romans 8, 38 through 39, and it's Paul talking, and he says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is just so applicable to everything we've talked about because no matter what you've done or no matter what you've been through or no matter what people have said about you or church hurt or family issues, like nothing can separate you from the love that God has for you and the redeeming powers that he wants to make happen in your life. So let's just cling to that today. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Riley, thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank y'all so much for having me. This has been such a blessing. Thank you for (laughs) just being vulnerable and for just pursuing after the Lord and being confident in him so that you're able to share it with everybody else. Um, I really love that. I love you guys. I love (laughs) y'all. I love y'all. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.